Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. It's me, your boy, Basement Chair, here with Rich Torres. And this week, we have the undisputed second part to the all-in prick. I was going to say pricks and predictions. Picks and predictions. Spoiler alert. Only picks and predictions. The only prick. His name is Phil. But that's not here nor there, but later, because he's got a match, and we're going to talk about that. But first, Rich Deriz, why don't you introduce yourself? As you said, I'm Rich Deriz. I am one half of the Basement Bookers podcast, the best podcast your friends have not heard of yet. So hit the like, hit the subscribe, share, let them know, let the world know you are part of the Bookerverse. That's right. And now we're going to put down the panhandle and start the show appropriate. Uh, that'll come back up later. So, uh, first, we're going to talk about AEW Wrestling Presents All In, which, bruv, is the biggest arena in all of the UK, bruv. That's right, bruv. Uh, I've heard that from the UK champion, uh, Will Ospreay, because he's changed the he's changed it from the. Uh, was it the United States or North American, whatever it is in New Japan? It's now the United Kingdom oh, championship. Nice. So I in case you're not that. following that. Uh, but yes, Rich, let's move to the match parts. Here we have, as this is, I believe, this will also be on the buy-in. Uh, mm. Because on the Wikipedia, there's a P next to it. Ah, so I'm I assuming see. that means pre-show because the title match that Better Than You Baby is in also has a P next to it. So this is the second P, which had it been announced appropriately on time, would have been in part one of the AEW All in London Part One Shebanga, which is like a bonanza, but a shebang in a way, but not really. So here we have... The rematch. Uh, obviously, this image is old. Um, obviously, Hook is not the FTW champion, if you're paying attention. I had to do this myself. So I just used an old thing from the first match, and I put all in. So let's assume. Use your mind here. Audio listener, you don't even have to worry about it. You already know. You already know. So for the YouTube, you especially get to use your imagination. Picture in your mind. Jack Perry holding the FTW championship. Actually, okay. tonight, yes. I mean, no secret, we're recording this Saturday early afternoon. Uh, tonight, on Collision, Jack Perry is scheduled to retire the FTW championship. Even oh, though, okay. currently, as we are speaking, before Collision airs, this is listed as a singles match for the FTW championship. So, obviously... We have no idea what is going to happen tonight on Collision because we don't want to spoil it for you. If it is pre-recorded, I have no idea. I didn't get that memo. Tony Khan, I think he messed up my email address. I I don't know what's going on. Either way. Yeah. Currently listed as a singles match of the FTW title. Currently. And uh, the winner of this match is probably going to be Jack Perry, maybe. Because he sucks. And we need to keep him sucking. So we need to keep the heat on. 
So I think the appropriate thing to do here is to have Jack Perry retire the FTW championship by winning this. This will cause issues between Hook and his father. Mm. I don't know. I feel, I don't know if that's the direction that they want to go. One thing I can kind of confidently say, I don't think Tony Khan wants to give Hook a second loss yet. So I feel like if anything, this might end in some kind of screwy finish where we don't get a finish or certainly not a clean finish. Um, I I don't think Jack Perry should lose either. So I, I feel like this is going to be like a double DQ, double count out, something like that. Yeah, I think Jack Perry's plan is because his father is dead and Hook's father is very much alive. The only thing he could do to ha visit the pain upon Hook is to kill the relationship between father and son. Who knows how devious Jack Perry has become, what lessons he's picked up from his former mentor, Christian Cage, who's not afraid to tell the truth the way he sees it. Next up, we have a rather heated rivalry here representing the Don Callis family. We have Will Ospreay, who is the what's the championship called now, Jer? I think it's it's the United UK Championship or okay, something because instead of his the Wikipedia is not updated. Uh, OK, because it said so, that because he yeah. Because he was the, was he take from Kenny the IWGP United yeah. States? Yeah. Or whatever. I, I thought was, he I liked, I had seen a thing that he had rebranded it. So I guess it's not official, maybe not an official thing. Or just, but, uh, maybe I'm nobody pretty sure I know what I saw. Yet. I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you have not seen or heard, you heard it here first. That's right. The UK, I made it up. No, IWGP UK champion, Will Ospreay. Versus Chris Jericho, and I, I huh, this is it's, it's a tough one to call. Uh, I feel like Jericho loses nothing by losing, so he Osprey. loses nothing, hmm? he loses nothing. Yep, all, all I'll do is continue the feud with Jericho and the Don Callis family. I had to look at the image, like the bigger image, not just the image in front of me. Um, Look, I think what we have here is a clash of personalities, bruv. And uh, Osprey, he doesn't appreciate that Chris Jericho is trying to make a name for himself off of the more famous Will Osprey. Obviously, we all know him. Uh, we've known him for years. He's been of mind. Uh, the young Chris Jericho here uh, is definitely not going over uh, against the veteran uh, Will Osprey. Uh, Will Ospreay, he, he's won championships all around the world. Uh, bruv, and don't let no one tell you nothing about that. Uh, obviously, Chris Jericho is an old man. He's the elder statesman. And uh, this is it. He's going to win other things. Like uh, maybe he could play Wembley with Fozzie again. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, Will Osprey wins this. The young, tough bruv, uh, about to show some tough love to Chris Jericho, bruv. I feel like 
Uh, Osprey being able to say that he beat Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Okada in a two-month period, like he said on Dynamite this week, is uh, the story that is going to come out of this. And that's an impressive feat. He could also be humbled. He could also have that goal taken from him, bruv. But, bruv, it only counts if you do it in Wembley, in your home, or near your home, around your home, where you ran the streets uh, snatching coin for the local mobster so you can go and get your soup and, you know, avoid the rain that's in London or whatever all the time. Bloody right, bruv. Yeah, you know, bruv, you're out there with all your friends, Oliver Twist and all them, and then you come out here and then you reach out with your hands and you say, please, sir, can I have some more? Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're definitely going to win that match, bruv. You're from the streets. All right, that mm-hmm. was the point of that. Surely, what is meant to be a banger, uh, this is for the real world's championship, a.k.a. CM Punk's consolation tissue uh, on the line uh, versus Samoa Joe, who is the current Ring of Honor television champion. Not to be confused with the championship he holds on his waist. He's the champion. He's not the championship. Just in case we all know. So, CM Punk, a.k.a. the Golden Vampire. A very, very capable talker and probably a misunderstood man. So the Germans would have you believe. So, here's what I want to say about this match. Samoa Joe does not stand a chance against the ego that is inhaled to CM Punk's nose from his own farts. He is propelled by them. He is fueled by them. He is an unstoppable juggernaut with those fumes. And let me tell you something. You need not look further than to ask his friend Ace Steel. Ace Steel who stands guard as CM Punk sleeps in his bedroom. Ace Steel who watches with both eyes CM Punk sleep. But that's not anything. Uh, Punk wins this because whatever. I don't care. It's fine. Same. Uh, it's a shame what Punk has kind of become. You know, like yeah, he's always had an ego, but I feel like now it's it's like a toxic ego. You know, he, he's 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 keeping people out of the arena. Like this whole show, like Tony Khan. I mean, yeah, they kind of could have used a second show, but not to do away with dark and dark elevation for it. Um, make no mistake, this is a uh, collision is the CM Punk show. Uh, that being said, I want to focus on the match now. 
to overcome my ADD here. Um, unfortunately, Punk's going to win. I would really rather see Samoa Joe win. But what I'm interested to see is if they finally pull the trigger on Punk going heel. I don't think they do, but it look it kind of looked like for a little bit when Punk was uh, going through that feud with Ricky Starks, it looked like Punk was going to turn heel. But like, obviously... I think the intent was for Starks to turn heel, which is what we see happening now. But a lot of the crowd is pretty vocally anti-punk. So I'm interested to see how they, what they portray in this match. But either way, I want to see Joe win, but Punk's going to come out on top. The best, the best way for them to do this is just let them the fans decide what CM Punk is, where they are, mm-hmm. because say what you want. Obvious, there's evidence here. You, they, people feel strongly about CM Punk one way or the other. Like there's people that there's not a lot of people that don't care about him. What I mean right. is like, and what I said, I didn't care. What I meant was like not about CM Punk or Samoa Joe. But that real world championship, I don't like when they do stuff like that because you're downplaying the world championship match that's happening that same night for the actual championship. Right. Like, regardless of how you feel that you weren't beaten for that, you were still suspended for being a dickhead. So that does not equate to you getting to spray paint an X on the replica you got from the shop. Tell him when he's telling lies. Tell him. Tell me. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the CM Punk thing to do. I don't know. Or maybe it is. We just never knew this whole time. You know? But I I feel like this is the WWE Summer of Punk, but written by Punk. You know? Like, when when Punk left with the WWE Championship, Vince had someone try to cash in, or he just did cash in, I don't remember, whatever the case was. And Punk left with the title, and as far as the fans knew, he did not have a contract. And they should have let that go for months and then have him come back, but they only did a month because ratings and Vince panicked. It's like ratings drop, so Vince's blood pressure went up, so they had to equalize. Anyway... Yeah. Um, I feel like this is what how, the way Punk would have played it then is how he's playing it now. He's sort of he's basically he's actually booking himself when he something he fantasy booked. Here's what happened: I, there was a match for the world title that Punk. I don't know if Punk won the match or if he or if uh, there was. Well, he had the belt. Some kind of funky finish. Vince came out with the Money in the Bank holder. And had him either cash in or try to cash in. Okay. And that was thwarted. Okay, so before this goes too off the rails, which you try to remember shit. So it was 2011. And the way back machine, it was here that CM Punk wrestled at Money in the Bank. Retained his championship. Vince was upset. But then out came Del Rio to cash in. 
And Del Rio, he didn't quite cash in. And then Punk, you know, the famous over the thing, blow a kiss to Vinnie Mac and see you later. And that's what happened then. So, yeah, this whole Summer of Punk thing, if they're going to go with this, then that means MJF beats Adam Cole in the main event for the actual championship. Yeah. If they're going to do this, like, Summer of Punk thing, it's going to be him and MJF. That's what I think. But we'll, uh, talk about, we'll talk about that match later. So, believe it or not, this is uh, sometimes the art department has a little bit of fluctuations here. But at the Basement Bookers podcast, we don't run a sloppy shop. Uh, we've decided that this was a special edition, limited edition thing. Uh, most people, they like to have full things. They're not us. So uh, this trio's match is going to be Kenny Omega, uh, Hangman Adam Page, who is missing. Uh, from here, but if you want to sing Hangman Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, everyone, for everybody who's looking for a Hangman Adam Page, uh, missing from that photo, so just picture in your mind Hangman Adam Page at his best in his most natural state, probably. All right, so now that you're all placated, you got your Hangman Adam Page fix, it's going to be Switchblade. Uh, is it Juice Robinson also? Is it him yes. and, and that guy? Yep. So Juice Robinson, this guy, and Switchblade are going to wrestle up against t- t- uh, the, it's the, it's the Golden Lovers and Hangman, right? Golden AKA Hangman the, Lovers. The Golden Elite. No, the Golden Elite, there's no Young Bucks in here. The Young the, Bucks are a part of the elite, right? So wouldn't this be the golden loving hangman? Nope, it's golden elite, according to Wikipedia. All right, well, if we're going by the Wikipedia, which, by the way, is run by the CIA. Wikipedia is run by the CIA, but you don't have to worry. Since this is wrestling, we don't have to worry about that. They don't care about stuff like that. And they know we'll find the truth. So uh, we're going to go with the Golden Elite on this one. I feel like this is the Golden Elite's match to lose. Um, All three of them very close. They're going to win this match against... Bull Club Gold and Takeshita. I don't care a lot about this match. I will say Golden Elite also, and it's non-title anyway. It's meat slapping meat, honestly. All right, in the first ever stadium stampede match to feature a full arena, a.k.a. this is probably just going to be a Falls Count Anywhere match, and I'm kind of flashing back to the the, the the terrible match we had on Dynamite last week. Texas Chainsaw. That, oh. We got best friends, Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston, and... Uh, this is Penta. He's pent up. He's all pent up. Right. Uh, His brother uh, got beat up. Versus Blackpool Combat Club, Santana, and Ortiz, who just returned this week on Dynamite. Kind of surprise return, which is actually what I accidentally spoiled for myself. But, um, 
this is gonna be one of those crazy matches. Um, uh, I think BCC Santana and Ortiz win. Uh, you know what? Probably right. Santana or Ortiz are gonna win this match by themselves. Honestly, they don't need anybody else. They're pent up. They've got pent up aggression against Penta El Cierro Miedo and his brother, who got the brakes beat off of him. I want to show you guys something real quick. This is this is the look of a man who uh, did something mean. Uh, he did something terrible just now. <laughs> this is uh, Santana Ortiz. Um, I like that hat. That's a different hat, though, isn't it? It is, but I like that. Or hat. are you just saying you like that hat? No, I like the hat. I just wanted to say it in that voice. But how much do you like that hat? Not quite as much as Jake Hager likes the purple bucket cap, but I is like it that because hat. that hat won't go with your Jenko jeans and balls on chin? Correct. It's not balls <laughs> okay. on chin. It's balls on my neck. Oh, sorry, balls on your neck. Yeah. The case rests, Your Honor. The defense rests. He's not on trial. He should be on trial. Oh, wait, this one too. How about this one? Moxley had a fight with uh, Ray Phoenix, and uh, it did go too good for him. And that's why what happened happened. Look at look at Eddie. He's like, Moxley, man, why'd you do that, man? It's either that or some little kid like spilled the fucking juice all over their snack. He's like, damn, now I got to clean this shit up. Look at it. That's the look. Mm -hmm. I clean that shit up. We've all had that, you know, that situation. Look at them. Both of them just like say Ted Ortiz over here. Now, I've heard rumors that they just won't tag together anymore. Like, is there really, is there legitimacy to that? Or is it just like you know, kayfabe stuff just to be like, oh, look at this. They're back together somehow, but they're not really together, right? Like, they're there, but with other people. You know what I mean? So, yes, to the second part. The first part, I haven't heard anything. I haven't really um, been – I haven't had my finger quite to the pulse on news as I used to. Yeah, man. Definitely going to hate all of this stuff. So, I also pick uh, the Blackpool Combat Club because they got those guys. So, uh, good match. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about it? Or I, I wonder I if Carlos it? Santana doesn't appreciate them just calling Mike Santana Santana, and that's why he's Mike Santana now. I don't know if that is. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you could be right. I, I need more information and more evidence to the contrary. And since I don't have it, it might as well be true, I guess. Yeah. He's probably got lawyers. Like expensive yeah. lawyers yeah. from the Carlos motherland. Santana. Yeah. Carlos Santana is just a legend. So He's not just a legend. I'm saying no. he's like he's a legend. Yeah. He's got it like that. Maybe he only needs one lawyer. He's so legendary. He doesn't even need a team. He's the guy just goes like 
that's my client. Look at these guys. Do you know these guys? Or do you know my guy? Hey, we know your guy. And the judge will be like, order. Case dismissed. And then they're all just sad. And that's how the name change happened, Rich. That's the story. There we go. That's how Un we're sticking to that. Unraveled. What do you mean? Not the way you want. If you do it the way I want. Here we are. All in. It's the best. It's the best mugshot. It's the best mugshot in the history of mugshots. Put it on a shirt. And he fucking did. And he fucking did. It's right, it's right on a shirt? Dude. He's doing his own merch. Like, <laughs> that's the way, brother. <laughs> like, you capitalize on that shit. Like, he, yeah, he, he's, he's hard up for cash, uh, Donnie. Bro, Trump. that's what I'm saying, dude. You got to do what you got to do. You know, they got you all litigated. Speaking of litigation, that is not going to solve this. This is the House of Black versus the Acclaim. And the scissoring daddy ass, which I thought he was retired, but he's not retired because he's obviously wrestling again because he left his boots in the ring. He retired from wrestling. When you leave your boots, you're done when you leave your boots. Now, why are you making a face? Because you're saying retired quite wrong. Oh, what did I say? Three times you said retarded. Oh, I thought I said retired. All right, but just take what I said there and picture in your mind that I said retired. Was There's that really not intentional? What? What? So he's not retired. Okay? He's not retired. Right. All right, he's obviously here. Uh, he's, you know, he's the only ret he's out for is retribution. Against the House of Black. Boom. That's what you call a retrieval. There you go. So, when the last time... was I think it was when Billy Gunn left his boots in the ring. I noticed there was no house rule for that match. I don't remember it. Uh, so, I'm going to go with you. I remember, I remember taking note of that and rewinding, and uh, just to like make sure I didn't miss it, like earlier in the show or something. And there, there was no house rule announced for that. So I wonder if there will be uh, a house rule announced for this match. Maybe it'll be uh, again the smart thing of banning Julia Hart from ringside, or what? I don't know. Either way, I feel like I think. House of Black is going to win, but the acclaim with uh, Billy Gunn will, despite not winning the match, they'll still stand tall to send the fans home happy. You know, you should send a fan home happy because if you don't, it's going to be the House of Black because they are your nightmares. Buddy Murphy, he has an axe to grind. And he's going to grind his married axe all over the face of those scissoring freaks. The acclaimed, especially that disrespectful malcontent. 
wannabe John Cena, Max Caster over there. That's his name, right? Yes. There's only one man I have more disdain for than Max Caster. And his name is Orange Cassidy. I thought you were going to say Phil. At least Phil has the respect to wrestle with his hands outside of his pockets. And he has been nowhere near Orange Cassidy. So that just shows he's got something going on up there. You know, I don't think we'll ever see CM Punk wrestle Orange Cassidy. I think that's the ultimate litmus test. If Tony Khan goes to Phil, he says, brother, it's time for you to put over Orange Cassidy. And then where CM Punk is like, nah, that's going to be the true test. <laughs> it's like, nah. It's going to be feel, like that I Bug like, Buddy meme. Nope. So I, I feel like Punk... <laughs> Not to not to take away from your theory here, just one tweak. I think Punk would not flat out say no without asking why first. And oh, then like... he'll say no. He'll hear him out and then formulate a reason based on Tony Khan's reason rather than simply saying because I'm an egomaniacal asshole. Richard Riz strikes again. He strikes again with his wisdom and factual facts. He's going to do like the philosopher. Why? And then Tony Khan's going to be like, because I fucking pay you. (laughs) (laughs) This is a mosaic painting. Uh, This is not... A low quality image. This was this is actually a painting. It was done by ants and an iPad. Um, there's no way for you to disprove that. So take that for what it's worth. And it, what it's worth is the triple B Adam Cole Baby versus Michael Morgan Jack James J. Friedman. Friedman. And man. This is a very emotional match. Uh, this has got to be. There's too much love in here. There's too much. Uh, these guys talking about how much they love one another. Um, I feel like it's 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 ratcheting up the emotions. A lot of people are going to be hurt and broken by this. I feel. Um, it looks like it's going one way, but it's going to be Roderick Strong. Making it look like Adam Cole is trying to do the nasty all over MJF's championship dreams and take it away from him. You know what I mean? And MJF is not going to let Adam Cole take it from him. He's just not going to. Because he said in his interview with Rene Paquette that he was going to be swelling enormously from the adulation of the fans. I'm paraphrasing, but he did say his shorts would be smaller in a way. 
and also said that he he name dropped a bunch of names like John Cena and uh, Ric Flair's, and he said that he would also be a giant. I don't know if there's a correlation between that and being excited about the fans, but it was said by him. So he's going to win. He's going to retain. It's going to be MJF and CM Punk. And you know what? You said the summer of Punk 2 as written by CM Punk. It's almost September. Mm -hmm. So when is this summer exactly? Well, summer ends September 21st. There's no big shows around then, is there? I don't know. You know? Unless they do a title match on Collision. Next week is all out. They could do it at all out. Wait a second. All out next week? Yeah, man. What the fuck? What the fuck, Cody Khan? What the... Really? Are you serious? Yeah, man. He's serious. No, you're serious. I'm serious. It's, it's All next Out week. is next week. All Out is next week. Like, All Out's a show, right? Like a oh, Sunday yeah. show? Yeah. So, Hold All In. On. All In, August 27, 2023. All Out, September 3rd, 2023. What the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> is that, isn't that like having WrestleMania? And SummerSlam, like, a week apart for these people? That's why some people are saying that All In, some portions of All In, are just a setup for All Out. Fudge. It's got to be CM Punk versus MJF at All Out, then. I think it's soon. I think it's too Let me see what's after All Out. You can't... Full gear. And there's no uh, Wikipedia link for it yet. But my problem is this, like... How long are you going to let a giant, as you're the champion, how long are you going to let some other jabroni walk around like he's saying he's the real champion? That just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like that line of thinking. I agree with that line of thinking. Because it is an ego business, right? I feel like you need more build for MJF vs. Punk. Hmm. I feel like you don't do that on a week with no, with literally one week's worth of promotion. I mean, there's history there already. There is, but you capitalize, man. This is, you know, if they do it with just a week to go, there's no, there's not enough time to build hype to draw in the people that aren't going to already buy the paper. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck, Tony? What the fuck? <sighs> I hate him. Let's so see. That, now, Let's... oh my god. The only things in place for All Out at the moment are uh, for the TNT title, Luchasaurus vs. Darby, and Miro vs. Powerhouse Hobbs. Alright, so this is definitely gonna be 
another show, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So that means we have to do all out, all in one episode. Yep. But so we have the benefit of like this all in is being billed as the biggest wrestling event ever. Is By it, AEW. Is not, right. Uh, yeah. Is it the biggest wrestling event ever? I'm not going to. Probably. Like, there, there, there's there's ways to measure this shit. I think we could only go not, by after. Right? Like, 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 uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get too into that. We're so, not numbers guys though. Right. But I could tell you, so with 11 matches at all in, that's kind of their average for their pay-per-views. They have a lot of matches on their pay-per-view. So you figure there's going to be eight to 12 matches at all out also. And there's only two announced so far. Now, are they going to make all out? An obvious secondary show? No, because that would be sort of disrespectful to the All Out franchise, right? To the name. All Out is... Really, all their pay-per-views are big because they typically have so many matches. They did this last year also, where All Out was a week after All In. If I remember correctly. I'm probably wrong. Don't matter. Let me know. At Rich There Is. Anyway... Um, just to circle back to this match and the follow-up, I feel like Roddy's going to come to ringside like an idiot. Maybe like, it'll look like Cole is hurt and he's going to be concerned. He's going to come out this, that, the other, yada, yada. Roddy's going to end up distracting Adam Cole. MJF gets the win. I think what they should do, because what, what? What we, the fans, have kind of been programmed to expect is that MJF is going to turn on Adam Cole. MJF is going to stab him in the back somehow. What if Roddy distracting Cole turns into Cole turning heel and really, fully, truly aligning with MJF? And they'll be friends as heels together. Maybe going for the for the tag tiles again. Maybe not. Maybe going for the AEW tag tiles. Maybe not. I don't know. I won't prick quite that far ahead. But Adam, like I always liked Adam Cole as a heel. I think his best work is when he's a heel. It's like the the reins are off. The the, the, the chains. He's he's untethered. You know. I think that's the way to go. What do you think? I think Adam Cole as a baby face sucks. <laughs> was that too blunt? Nope. <laughs> That's good. I think he's just a natural, you know, and I just don't think a man that frail should be a baby face. You know, I think he needs to be a heel, uh, you know, and honestly, dude, like there's just some people. I don't need to see admitting that they cry like bitches, bro. Like. I do that, but I'm not Adam Cole, baby. Okay? Mm -hmm. I don't need to know you're a sensitive soul crying into the arms of Britt Baker DMD at night, not sure if you're going to be able to do what you love. I'm not fucking interested in that. I'm interested in kicking ass. 
And that's what Adam Cole, baby, does. He gets his gang, and they just put the boots to people. They don't go around telling people they love them. What are you, some kind of human being? What are you, a person? No. You gotta be a heat-seeking machine, man. A title winner. Someone who's just mad as hell. He's not gonna take it anymore. Or maybe you do align yourself with MJF. First thing you need to do is you need to take that North Atlantic, whatever they want to call it, North American Triangle Gate Championship that Orange Cassidy has, and international take it away from him, and toss it into international waters. I mean, Orange Cassidy into international waters, not the belt. Keep the belt. Oh, I see. He would have to take his hands out of his pockets to swim. Actually, no, he could leave them in his pockets and do like this. Or do, picture him, do like the leg this. kicks yeah, while floating. Like this with the leg kicks or whatever. He could do it. He'll be like a fish boy. Denim wearing fish boy. Anyway, I love Orange Cassidy. Can't you tell? I love him. You see? That's lame as shit, Adam Cole. Stop it. All right? You don't love MJF. You don't like MJF? What? You don't respect MJF? What? That's what I'm saying. That's what you need to do. You need to go out there and take your basement Germans and do what I say. Do what the man says right after follow the bookers. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. Unfortunately, that is not the show, everybody, <laughs> because we need to talk about two men, two real men's. I'm talking, of course, about Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. Men's, uh, two powerful men, right, Rich? Uh, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, uh, both not here anymore, but somewhere else, depending on what you believe. That's right. According to Cody Rhodes, two true cowboys in the best sense of the word. Yes. Um, we know Terry Funk. He's been um, he, he's been sick for a while. You know, he wasn't doing too good health wise. But it's still. You know, it's still sad. Uh, when someone that's been a part of the history, the many histories of many places, like Terry Funk. Terry Funk never wore no mouthpiece, is the legend. And Bray Wyatt, you know, very young man, younger than me. And I thought I was the youngest man alive. And it turns out he was a younger man alive, it's like 36 years old. Right? Yes, 36. Was, um, I think he had heart issue, but then he got COVID. And then it exacerbated the heart issue. He had a heart attack. He is survived by his wife, Jojo, and then many children. And that's like 
it's really sad, you know. These Bray kids. also had Bray also had two children from a previous marriage. Yeah, so m many kids, oh, many kids. I'm not good at this stuff. Rich, there is. And you had just got that shirt. You I know, did. You were telling me that you felt responsible that you were raised the roof, you know, with your exciting donation through residuals or whatever. No, I told you I just got the shirt, <laughs> and you tried to pin that responsibility on me. You, I'm sorry about that. That the merch, uh, whatever they call it, the merch payout, right? It it, it shocked him. You know when you, you say it back to me like that, it does sound really bad. <laughs> so I think we should just take it down a notch. All right, we just put the pitchforks away. Okay. Because if you're trying to bury me for all time. This is the way to do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Um, Crazy. Well, Terry Funk wouldn't have done that. I was going to say, Terry Funk would call you an egg-sucking dog. He would call me that. Whatever but he'd also call you that. Yes. I, I think it's self-explanatory. Did he just string those random words together and that was his insult du jour to Rich avoid like censorship strikes or whatever? Richter is, is not words being that way strung what this is doing right now? You see how I'm doing it? It certainly sounds like it. Exactly. And then I just got to point my finger like this. And it's I to tell you, basement chair said that to you. <laughs> it's as if That's an right. AI is, is writing what you're saying. But what if the AI is the AI? You know what I mean? Like, you're not even going to figure that out, bro. Like, so does Bray Wyatt go into the Hall of Fame this year? They might. Simply because of how memorable everything he did was. Now, obviously... At the time that it was happening, stuff like the Firefly Funhouse and Firefly Funhouse matches, there were people that were very vocal about this isn't wrestling, you know, and or just people, people like it wasn't for everyone. And, you know, nothing in wrestling is for everyone, but wrestling has something for everyone. So anyway, before I digress from your. Uh, question. Short answer, yes. Yeah, probably, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why not? What, 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 what do you, what do you got? What, what do you got going for this year? Honestly, mm -hmm. like, no one's even been in out steady way. The people right. want it. Um, and I honestly, I was surprised that they had Rowan there. So. Eric Redbeard. I, I actually wasn't. I was expecting him to be there because I feel like they're all class when it comes to stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. they would, they would, there was to me, I just expected him to be there. So it wasn't a surprise to me. Like I was looking for him and I didn't have to look hard because he was like nope. right there. It's right there. So, but do you know who wasn't there? Bo. Both with his family right now, I'm sure. Yeah, I meant more importantly, 
more important than Bo? The tribal chief, the head of the table, was absent. And I believe he would have too much emotion in him. You know, because Bray Wyatt was his friend. You know what I mean? And I think we're living in a time of uncertainty. We've just lost one of our wrestling heroes, creative minds who don't have, who didn't have a 100% success rate. But when he hit, it was a bullseye and it worked. And there were times where it didn't work. And that had less to do with him and more to do with older people not understanding his vision. Now, we're not here to critique. I'm just I'm just a guy talking because sometimes we forget about the separation between art and person. In regards to the Hall of Fame, more importantly, does it matter to Bray Wyatt? Because he's gone. But it's for his family. It's for his fans. So, yes. That's the answer to that question on my end. The tribal chief is human. He's allowed to cry, but we can't see him cry in these times of uncertainty. You know what I mean? We can't see that. We need the strength of the tribal chief to see us through these times. You know, it feels like some of us, this is the end times. But there is a light. At the end of the tunnel, my friends. And it's at Wembley Stadium. Head all in. But we may have already talked about that. Or we're going to talk about that. But that's not right now. We have focused a lot on Bray Wyatt. Um, the, re- the reason being, I, I want like to we know a lot more. Yeah. So... I'm older than Jerry, and I was not, I wasn't old enough to see Terry Funk in NWA or anything like that. I didn't watch ECW at the time that Funk was there. Really, all I saw of Terry Funk wrestling at the time was when he came into the WWF as Chainsaw Charlie. That was all I knew of Terry Funk. I might have seen him in WCW. I don't remember it, though. Um, But, of course, the real OGs. Yeah, sorry, Stranglemania. Stranglemania. Yeah. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. (laughs) Terry Funk will forever live on in Stranglemania. If you don't have Stranglemania. Sorry. In, like anyone watching or listening to this right now, but in particular, Manny, I think you'll appreciate Strangle Stranglemania. Oh. Anyway, them Sweden House boys, glass for your fat, fat ass. fucking ass. Oh yeah. And now, ever since then, it's been all Sweden House, Sweden House, Sweden House. All right. A lot of swears. There are a lot here. Right. I know Terry Funk. He's beating up Ric Flair. I know he's beating up Dusty Rhodes. Uh, He's probably beating up Dustin Rhodes. 
I know he's beating up Road Dog. I know he's beating up Billy Gunn. Uh, he probably hit Triple H once. Oh, has beaten up. I thought you meant is currently in the afterlife. No, has beaten up. Okay. No, yeah, he's currently. Because he could certainly currently be beating up Dusty Rhodes. Talk about fight forever. <laughs> yeah. Egg sucking dog. No, they couldn't even get him out of the morgue. He got the he was fighting from from beyond. Like his body was just he mm-hmm. wouldn't go down without a fight. Mm-hmm. You know that the 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 industry lost a real tough tough guy over there. Like they never remember they thought like he'd never retire like ever. Yeah, like Cody said, fifty years dude was around. Where's that's a love wrestling right there that stuff hurts it hurts a lot right Rich Torres absolutely so sorry looking at my other screen here with the Wikipedia debut 1965 retired 2017 52 years I've never done anything that long Neither of nope. us are 52 years old. <laughs> so I was say. <laughs> Imagine. Being what? Being 52 or wrestling for 52 years? I would love to be 52, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I don't want to be right now, but I want to make it. Oh, you know? oh like, eventually. Like, yes. if you think about it. If if not, if recent events hasn't taught us anything, is that mm-hmm. tomorrow isn't guaranteed, dude? Like right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Rich there is right now, currently, I'm older than Bray Wyatt would have ever gotten to me. You know That's what sad. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's terrible. It is. So it's you you just you think about it, you know. I think about it sometimes. It's crazy. You know, check. Go to the doctor, get everything checked, you know, because obviously Bray Wyatt Wyndham Rotunda didn't pass from COVID. He passed from his heart condition, which was exacerbated by COVID. There was a guy that worked at my job in his 30s or 40s, running marathons all the time. He just ticker gave out. You know, you gotta. You never know if you don't know. Yeah, this is terrifying. This is terrifying stuff. I mean, yeah, that's why. Like, I've been, you know, like today, I, you know, I, I. You know, maybe I, it wasn't much, but you know, I went out there and I streamed for like six hours or something. I played played some games. Mm-hmm. You know, got out there, tried to get things going. Um, you know, the Bray Wyatt effect. You know, you gotta you gotta take some of that spaghetti, and you got some. You gotta take your spaghetti, and you gotta throw it against the wall, and you gotta see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes they stick, 
and then Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. But you still have all these amazing things, like the Fiend is a fiendishly unique character. That was an interesting thing there, like going from one thing to another thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just being able to just get over not so much on like your physical abilities, like a regular, like a Joe Schmo six pack body guy, you know, but like a more like in your mind with like the performance and the art of the wrestling, you know, his earlier work with the uh, Wyatt family. You see, it's a little bit different than than uh, than fiend work. And mm-hmm. later on, it's a little bit different. It's, it's a little more nuanced. It's a different type of uh, storytelling. If you're really paying close attention, if you're if you're looking, you know, if you're really looking and you're seeing what he's doing, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like the apex was the eater of worlds. And then John Cena happened. And that was it. You know what I'm saying? And then he comes back. Firefly Funhouse gets John Cena back for what happens to him and John Cena's hair has not been the same since. So you see cursed objects, be they puppet or playhouse. Bray Wyatt playhouse. You know, red shirt, no shirt. Whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Rest in peace to brother Bray Wyatt. I feel like it takes, it really takes someone with the mind of a true artist to reinvent themselves as drastically different every time the way Bray Wyatt did. Like each character was so different. I kind of wish we mocked the burning of the fiend and the way that it was presented to us, but I would have been very, I was very interested to see where that was going to go. And then Bray took his leave of absence after Brody's passing, came back with this new, I'm going to talk to the fans thing that he was doing and Bo Howdy. And we never saw, we obviously aren't going to see the end of that either. The way that was supposed to play out. So, You know, I was just thinking, man, like, where do you go after burning a man? Like, aren't you just ashes? Like, how does that work? I think, I wonder if part of the point of it was to make him, actually get him closer to the Hollywood horror movie type villain character, you know? What if like, what no, if he, he is told not us, What if he told us it was all in our minds? I would believe him. I would mm-hmm. believe him if we were just like, dude, it was all in your mind. You're in on it. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, it was all in our mind. It I didn't feel, really happen. I feel like when you say when you first came out with the uh your line of wrestling can be anything, I feel like it comes directly from that. So, 
are you trying to tell me that the death of Bray Wyatt signifies the death of wrestling can be anything? Did no. he take it with him? No, but he took his mind with him. And as, you know... I think two, that makes me more sad. Two big recent passings, Bray and Dusty. Dusty isn't all that recent, but it's recent enough to, to stick in my mind as two w- wonderful minds for the business that we lost. We, As we all know, Dusty was the head of creative at NXT and mentored and shaped Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, and pretty much everyone except Cody. Uh, in his own way. And um, Bray still being at having still having an active career, he wasn't yet at the stage of come over here. Let me let me tell you what what I think you should do, where I think your strengths are, what you could do out there. You know that was kind of dusty. Dusty was at the stage at the stage of his career that he was when he passed. Dusty was at the stage of teaching and training, and he was amazing at it. Yeah, let's stay on Brad here. Let's stay here with Bray Wyatt here. Right. Okay. In, in regards to Bray Wyatt, um, I just th- this is the part that I want to say this. Now we're not going to get the documentary. You can't. We can't get the question. There's questions. I have all these questions, and he's taking his secrets with him to the grave. It's like it's like a Houdini, you know, like a like like a magician taking his secrets with him to the grave. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's nuts. We won't know. Like, what what is what was the what was the plan? What was the plan? Because there had to have been a plan, right? Like, what was the plan for all of these things? And then you know, the planner, the master planner, he's gone. Mm-hmm. He's gone from this dimension. And we'll never know the secrets that the wise man knows. We weren't able to extract it from him before he took it with him. You know, if he if he wrote stuff down, if he kept a journal, be it uh, physical or digital, if that ever gets released, I'm would on it. Journal. There's no way this guy doesn't have a journal. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of like whoever finds the journal like it's like he probably has instructions in the journal or she i mean it's probably with jojo i mean like he would have instructions in his own journal oh yeah oh certainly like, yeah so maybe oh my god what if there's a treasure map no nah, there's no treasure map he wouldn't leave a treasure map like he would leave it for like braun Strowman. What would the map lead to? I think it would lead to, like, you know, strengthening your friendships. Because I figure if it was Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman had to go on a road trip, had to follow the clues left by their friend, Bray Wyatt, and they come closer together, you know? And I Mm. remember... All the great things Bray Wyatt and them used to do together because they're friends. They're all friends. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people reached out and their little tweets over there on the uh, 
the X.com, you know, your Becky Lynch's, your your Big E's, your your Seth Rollins's, your Baron Corbin's, you know, all these people around the world. Uh, some actress person. Oh, Kane. Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kane. The big red machine. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you did good. You know, you got a lot of people who care. You know that you're not there. That's something. All them fireflies, man. Like you said, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So tell your people you love them. That's right. Because the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So you should make it count. And you should do what the man says. Oh, was I doing it now? You can. Because we don't know when the segment's going to air. Well, that's right. Follow the bookers. Friendship that'll never 